Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts with a special edition of Believe in Colts with myself, Lawrence Owen, and my guy, Donald Thomas. The Indianapolis Colts just released all-pro, Pro Bowl linebacker, Shaquille Leonard was still plenty left on his contract three more years after this year. We're going to get into the nitty gritty. We're going to get into why he was released. We're going to get into uh, how much the Colts are going to lose to this contract and the future of the Colts without Shaquille Leonard and possibly where he might go, you know. Uh, but right now, initial reactions, dude, when, when you found out did you know before or after I texted you, hey, Shaquille Leonard's been released, and, and your reactions to it? I literally found out, I'm not going to say you were the first, but I had like three text messages coming at the same time, and you were number three. So I found out literally seconds before I read your text. Okay. I was driving in the car, and um, I didn't bl- lose a, a, a blink. I didn't freaking jump out the car. I didn't get shocked. My heart rate didn't go up. I just wasn't surprised at this move. Like, it just wasn't something that I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe the Colts did this. So, um, you know, I just text you back like, yeah, man, like, you know, like this is I, – I, I've been saying it for a long time. I'm thinking if people were, have been paying attention, listening to us and watching from week one, I've been saying this like what – what I did this, what, week two we said, where is she, what happened or where is Shaquille Leonard or whatever it is, like – yeah. I've been saying it. So, you know, this is something that not long overdue, but this is something that was bound to happen at some point, whether it's going to be at the end of the season. I'm a little bit shocked that it happened during the season, but then again, like it's on bye weeks teams make some, they literally sometimes, well, they make decisions, they make moves, they make roster moves. They shuffle the deck a little bit. They're trying to make a playoff push here and they're trying to trim the fat. And, and, and this is what happens. Yep. Absolutely. Before we get into this any deeper, I just want to remind everybody, BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NBA, NFL, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. So I just read where Shaquille Leonard didn't ask to be released, which is kind of odd because he's been complaining for over a month about his snap usage, right? On how many snaps he's getting compared to other players where EJ speed is playing more than what he is out there on the field. Now, we understand that Zaire Franklin playing that, you know, that Mike position, doing a fantastic job, leading the league in tackles uh, ever since the beginning of the year. Um, So he's definitely not coming off. But, you know, you got a guy who just come in last year for Shaquille Leonard while he was, you know, recovering from injury. And then, you know, during the surgery situation, all of that. Shaquille Leonard just hasn't looked the same in the past two and a half years, right? I mean, this is this is what you were kind of alluding to 
uh, just a few moments ago, right? I mean, where has this guy who has been playing, you know, we're used to Darius Leonard playing with a reckless abandon, right? Hitting the hole as fast as he can, going after the football, making tackles, putting his body out on the line. We haven't seen that in years, have we? No, we haven't. We haven't seen it about two seasons. Um, you know, I've had I have my reservations and I'm taking the reservations off at this point. Like I've kind of held my tongue a little bit on this situation. It's kind of bothered me for the past couple of years. Um, but okay, so let's preface this with this, right? I came to the Colts, I got hurt. It is what it is. You know, um, I never was upset about it. It just, it is what it is. I got injured and I never fulfilled what coach fans were hoping to see from me on the field. Um, personally, I didn't fulfill what I, you know, planned to do while I was here in Indy. So let's say that before I say anything else, because I don't want anyone to think that I'm being a hater. I don't want anybody to think that I'm, you know, um, um, being jealous of somebody else's success, what have you, whatever it is, like get that out right now. I'm not a hater. I'm just going off of what I've seen in NFL locker rooms and the player that I am and how I just know how NFL teams work and, 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 and everything else. So let's just nip that in the bud here. So whoever watches or listens to this, I'm not a hater. All right. I've been through this before. My production went to zero and I never got a chance to come back. And quite frankly, I didn't have enough juice in the tank in my knee to come back. And just is what it is. So boom, we got that out the way. Now let's get to what I was talking about. Um, when you have a guy like Darius Leonard, Shaq Leonard, whatever, whoever you want to call him, and you have success when you kind of no one really knows about you come from a small school. No one really knows about you. You are a talented player. You played well your first couple seasons in Indy. Everybody jumped on the bandwagon, Colts included. They rewarded you with this humongous contract. Um, I've always looked past the antics, right? Like I'm a. I was a guy, anybody that knows me as a player, anybody that's ever played with me, anybody that I've ever been on, been a teammate with, like, I don't do the rah-rah. I don't need everybody. I don't need to be running up and down the field, doing all the antics and all that kind of stuff and this and that and doing all that. Just go out there make plays, play hard, let the chips fall where they may. Now, you can fool people. You can fool the, uh, the, 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 the front office with the antics. With the, oh, he's getting guys riled up. He's getting guys going. He's big. Yeah, you make momentum plays. And that's what got you paid on your contract. You're not a guy who's revered as, as this coming downhill, hard-hitting linebacker. You're not a guy that's going to freaking just, you know, be everywhere on the field. You're a guy that's opportunistic. You get in there, you punch the ball. You had a great way of sniffing out the ball, punching it out, making plays that way. You made your hay that way. The moment that all that production goes away, the moment that you're not the rah-rah guy for the team, the moment that the guys see through all the antics and everything like that, and then you know as a human being that you have not fooled, the, the, the jig is up. Now you have a problem. When the injury bug hits, when you don't come back as strong, when you get back on the field and you're worried about your production, you're worried about guys playing ahead of you that are playing better than you, and you know that you have a huge price tag on your head, it's over with. And I've been saying this from the jump for weeks on end. And even last year, like, what happened to this guy? He's not the same guy. Don't put it on. Don't try to say that you want out of Indy. Because guess what? 
brother, you don't have the production to go get paid somewhere else at this point. You got to go prove yourself again. So at the end of the day, I just feel like the Colts made a decision that needed to be had. And I'm surprised they made it this, like during the season. I figured they'll make some bottom of the roster moves and stuff like that. But quite frankly, he's been put at the bottom of the roster. He's a guy that's just getting reps because you, you, he's a veteran guy and you don't want to just bench him because you're paying him a ton of money, paying him, what, $19 million? Like, we go with that. We Like, no one's really talking about that. But he's getting paid a ton of money. He's got 65 tackles on the year. And you got guys that are playing way, 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 way better than him and are way more productive. And when I think the writing was on the wall when Zaire Franklin was out, linebacking court didn't play as well. And when he came back, linebacking court plays well. So there you go. Like you got to the, the NFL. Every move is a is a gamble. It's a it's a crapshoot because you can make this move and then one of these guys goes and gets hurt. Knock on wood, right? But at the end of the day, it's like listen, you weren't doing what you're supposed to do. You weren't the guy who you were. Maybe it was the injuries. Coach have not said that. Never said that. I think it was the injuries. I think it was the back. I think the back never got back right. He never was the same player. He never had the same intensity on the field. And guess what? As soon as he, his play production went all the way down, where I forgot he was even on the team at some times, right? And so I'm, I, and I'm on the outside looking in with everybody else here. They're seeing the same thing I'm seeing. So I'm just more vocal about it because it bothers me when you can fool people for so long and it only catches up, it catches up to you at some point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So real quick, discussing, you know, the fact that he was released, he is going to be on the waiver wire. But as we talked about before we got on here, there's not a single team out there that is going to pick up his contract. I mean, there is absolutely no way because the rest of this year, you know, he, he it's a it's $15.7 million base salary next year, $13.6 million. Year after that, 14.8, and then 19. No one's going to pick him up for that. He's, he's definitely going to get through the waiver wires and probably get signed by a team, but more as a show us you can still do it. Is that, is that what you're thinking that that'll probably happen? Sometime this week, he'll probably be doing a lot of traveling, you figure? Yeah, I mean... Th- they're going to, he's going to do a lot of traveling. He's going to get a lot of MRIs on his back. He's going to get a lot of MRIs all over his body. Um, this is just going to be a thing where he was, he's, I hope he saved and was smart with this, with his money because he'll never get that kind of money ever again in his contract ever. Like, I don't know how old he is. I can easily look that up, but you ain't 24. You ain't that guy where they, they can say years old right now. <laughs> you're knocking on 30 brother. Like, so either you make a decision where it's either you hang it up or you go back out there if you still got juice in the tank, like then you show something. You try to you try to prove something, but you're not gonna get paid like that ever again. Because you've shown that your production has gone down, you've shown that you've been hurt for two seasons, and you've shown that you're not as good as you used to be. And quite frankly, I don't even know if guys really want to hear you come in with all those antics. Honestly, I know good and well if I was on the other side and you came into this locker room, I'm not trying, you better make plays before you open your mouth. Make a play before you open your mouth. Like, don't, don't, I don't want to see you taking your helmet off, running up and down the field, calling yourself the maniac, doing all this kind of stuff. Like, prove yourself first. So, I got, I do have a question, uh, an opinion of yours. Now, it is a shock to many that he was cut at this point. 
right? Beginning of week 11 of the NFL season, you know, three weeks after the trade deadline ends, uh, we got what? Seven more games left in the season and he's been cut, right? There's still plenty of game left. He could have been cut at the end of the season with the same hit on the salary cap and stuff with the team. And he kept him on the team. I think that's probably what the team was doing, in my opinion, until, as you said, he was opening his mouth with the press, right? The past, what, month? He's been talking about he's not happy with how he's being utilized and that other players are getting more snaps than him at the linebacker position. I feel like that was probably the straw that broke the camel's back, would you say? Uh, just as an opinion of why the Colts just went ahead, pulled the trigger, and released him midseason? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the Colts are done with it. Like that just shows you, like that we don't. If it, if if the trade, if the not trade like trade deadline, because they knew they're not, you ain't getting nothing in the trade for him. You probably get two free agent picks or something like that, which you don't say is not even a thing. But what, what I'm saying is this: is this just shows the 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 reality of the NFL? This just shows how cutthroat it is. This just shows you that if you have zero worth and you have zero rapport with a team, they don't have to keep you around. And quite frankly, you are a distraction at this point. If if the Colts are trying to make a playoff push or they're trying to really turn the ship and go and make get on a little winning streak right here at the, the, the last half of the season, I don't need a cancer in the locker room. I don't need someone running their mouth to, to Fox 59 or to whoever this Joe Schmo reporter is over here tomorrow. You're not happy. Then do something on the field. And then, you know what? Your production will go up. Play-wise, your production will go up uh, uh, of snap count, right? All of the above. But until you do that, shut up. Like, just go out there and play and understand this. Like, guys have a problem in, the, in, in professional sports with swallowing their pride because they were the man and now they're not the man and they don't know how to handle it. And sometimes you just got to be real with yourself. You got to understand, like, everybody, everything has a shelf life. From the cereal that's in my pantry right now to the me and you talking, we all have a shelf life. And our careers within that has a shelf life too, right? I squeaked out eight seasons. My last two seasons were injury riddle where I was fighting to get back. I knew it was over. I was okay with that. Other people didn't have, other people had a problem with that. They still running my ball. But guess what? Who cares? Swallow your pride. Be grateful for the position that you're still in and make the best out of it. You have to understand, I'm 28 years old. I'm coming off a back injury. I'm still banged up. I'm not the player that I used to be. When I look myself in the mirror, I know I'm not who I I'm not the maniac anymore. So just, uh, just swallow your pride. Turn into a coaching kind of player in that role. Make plays when you go out to get out there. Be a good veteran teammate. Keep your mouth shut and collect your $19 million and be happy because a lot of people are not in those same positions to be able to do that. They can't, they can't complain about the job they go to because guess what? That's the only thing they got. And they don't have a ton of money sitting in a bank account where they can go and talk crap and not live in reality. That's the problem that I have with, with, with professional sports is it's not realistic. So stuff like that happens, you create your own destiny. And at the end of the day, you're not bigger than the team. So you get now you're getting a little slice of humble pie. Now you're back to where you have to, you got to get your foot back in the league somehow. What I don't understand is his complaint about his snap counts, right? 
He averaged, okay, so he's played nine games this year, nine out of 10. And he's had a total of 70% snap counts for a linebacker, a guy on the front seven. That's not bad snap counts. That's not EJ speed on, uh, okay. So let's go back to the new England game in Germany, right? Yep. EJ speed played 48% of the snap counts and Shaquille Leonard played 70, 70%. He was the highest linebacker, right? That actually played snap count wise on the team. Oh, I think, hold on. Let me, cause I don't know. No, Zaire Franklin played 100%, which is unreal. Let's 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 be frank about that. You don't normally see linebackers play above uh what 85%, right? Yeah. Your front seven guys are usually kind of in and out quite a bit. So but 70%, I've always been thought 70 to 85% is where you want to be as a starter, right? Um, especially if you got good depth. Yes, it's on the low end of the starter snap count percentage, but it's still starter snap count percentage. And I don't understand why he was complaining when he wasn't producing. EJ Speed's been getting turnovers, making tackles. Zaire Franklin has been making TFLs and big hits and and, and stuff of that nature. He knows he has not performed to the level of those two linebackers. Why is he complaining about wanting to play more when he is not producing even as much as the uh the, the other two linebackers on the team. It makes zero sense to me whatsoever. Lawrence, that's just all that is deflecting. All it is is deflecting from his lack of production on the field. He knows it. He knows that everyone's watching. All coach fans are watching. The league is watching. The film doesn't lie. So at the end of the day, what's the first thing I can do? Control my own narrative. Before it gets out, I'm going to sit here and go to this post-game interview and control the narrative. Maybe I could pull the wool over someone else's eyes because guess what? I'm being discovered as a fraud at this point. People aren't believing. They're seeing now. They're really seeing because guess what? When I miss a tackle, when I don't make the play, and then on third down or somehow, some way, some, the next play, I can pop in and knock a ball out. Everybody forgets about it. It's no different than a D lineman. You don't call his name all game. And then he comes up with a sack fumble at the end of the game to seal the game. He had the best game of his career. And everybody said he's worth the price tag, right? But let's watch 99.9% of the other snaps. We, I don't even know where that man is on the field. He's doing nothing. So if I'm out there for 75, 80, whatever percentage of the snaps it is, and I make zero plays, I'm not jumping around, hooping and hollering because I'm not making big-time plays. I got to control my narrative. Zaire Franklin playing 100% of the snaps is an every-down linebacker. That probably right there sealed his fate right there. Then you got the young boy EJ coming in, and he's hungry. He's making plays. Then you probably got guys that are non-cancers that are in that linebacking room, right, that are willing to step up, and they're like, you know what? We don't have time for this nonsense anymore. Guess what? It's time to freaking trim the fat. I don't care if we still owe him $6 million for the rest of the season. Give it to him. Get him out of here. When Zaire went down with that injury, um, Olubi, uh, special teamer, rookie, came in, made that interception at the end of the game, right? So 
you know, at limited snaps Aluby has, he goes out there and makes a game-winning play, right? That that yeah. that that tells you everything you need to know when guys who aren't, you know, even known is out there making plays and the guy you're paying to make the plays aren't making them. Yeah. So next year, the Indianapolis Colts free up over $12 million in cap savings from, from, from releasing Shaquille Leonard. They're going to have a chunk of free cap, right? That, that is not used up and they have almost 40% of their roster is, is filled so that they don't have a lot of, fillings to do obviously they they got some re-signings to do with some major guys like grover stewart like kenny moore you know like michael Pittman jr uh possibly depending you know the quarterback situation you're gonna free up some money is this a situation where maybe ballard can do something he's not normally used to you're not used to seeing him and actually do a a big free agency move maybe to utilize that money do you think or or do you think Ballard might or do you think it's just too early to even think about that well I mean I'm not in Ballard's head and every GM has a different uh prophecy for his team right so I don't know what Ballard plans are doing like I don't know like where where he feels like his biggest hole is in this team personally I feel like it's at receiver um you gotta you gotta get a guy in here that's that's you gotta get it you have to get a guy a big time receiver i don't know who the free agency is the free agency market is going to be coming out next year i don't get into detailed depth about that but i do know this i feel like guys should be rewarded that have been playing well that are still uh on their first contract and they're out playing their contract i feel like guys that have um guys that have shown promise should be given more opportunity now that this move has been made. Um, I feel like Zaire Franklin is due to get paid now, right? I think that, you know, I don't know, I don't know the whole, I, I don't, I don't study the contract lengths like that. I just, you know, once people start talking about who's up for free agency and stuff like that, or you can extend a guy. I know that much. You can extend a guy. So if you reward, if you, if you lock up EJ, I don't see EJ getting a monstrous contract. Some of that money can be used towards EJ. Some of that money can be used towards Zaire. I see EJ getting a three-year, 15, 16, 18 million dollar deal. I think that's a that's a that's an EJ speed kind of deal right there. Million a year. Yeah. I think EJ's a he's a he's he's earned that, right? Yeah. Zaire's definitely earned that. Zaire's probably around an eight, nine million dollar kind of guy a year, right? So it's like a year, not just total contract, a year, yeah. right? So like, so what I'm saying is like you freed up some money. Listen, they make this is a chess move. They know what they're doing. They know what they're. They know who they're releasing at the end of the season. They know who's up. They know who should, should be rewarded. You know, like they know Grover's uh, um, importance, right? With Grover, you know, Grover missing these games. What people don't realize is, is that you don't know who Grover Stewart is. I don't personally know. I've only met Grover Stewart one time outside the facility. He probably doesn't remember it. I remember it. It is what it is. But what I'm saying is this: is like. You don't know what their plans are with Grover Stewart, right? They might they, he might not be up to be re-signed because they may not want to bring him back because of 
there is maybe certain character issues or him failing that PED test, what have you, might have put a bad taste in the mouth about him, right? So there's so many things that play into the fact, like play into next year's roster moves and who gets paid and what. You just have to hope that whatever the formula is, it's going to work. Um, but I do know this. They freed money up and it was long overdue, right? And you can't, you have to be, you have to have the human element of Guys get hurt. You can't just discard them right away. I get it. They didn't do that to me. They gave me a couple years to try to get it right, whatever. And I was very, very, very thankful for it. But at the end of the day, this is a business. This is a high-performance business. It's probably the, one of the most cutthroat businesses that anybody can ever be involved in. And these guys, these guys are young adults in this high, high-performance business. And at the end of the day, if you are not performing, you will not stay around long. Right. I wore this shirt because it's how I feel right now. I'm very, very much in you know, I'm, I'm fired up because, you know, um, these issues like this are, are, are something that's just a reality of, of the NFL. It's a reality of professional sports. Um, and it's kind of shocking when it happens like so abruptly like this in the middle of the season, because like it wasn't like something where he was like he got in trouble downtown Indianapolis or he had a domestic violence call or something like that. This is like the inner workings and we, what people don't see is what's going on in the building, how people are responding to him, how people are, how the coaching staff is responding to him, how the front office is responding to him and his antics and how he treats them and they treat him. Right. So this might've been something where he had to go. So we can send the, the Twitter message and thank you, Indy. And I'm sorry, I couldn't bring a trophy to three, one, seven, like, yo, save all that. I don't, we listen, man, this is a business. I guarantee you this. In a couple of weeks, no one's going to be talking about Shaq Leonard. We miss Shaq Leonard. They're only talking about Shaq Leonard for the next couple of days because it's 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 just so crazy. This just happened all of a sudden. So no one cares about the apologetic speeches. Listen, either move on with your life or redeem yourself in another team, in another city, and just shut up and play football at this point because at this point, you got nothing else to do. My final words that I want to talk about with this is accountability. Now, Chris Ballard has straight up, made it obvious he will reward guys, his guys that have went out and played. And that's good for the team. That's good for the players. That's good for the organization. But there's also accountability. You have to continue to perform and you have to, you know, continue to be a positive footnote in the organization and in the community. And if you are not, it is now obvious due to all this year, Shane Steichen, this new group of people, this new leadership that has came in, has taken accountability by the horns. If you're not there, they're going to let you go. And I've seen that. We've seen that multiple times this year uh, with Deion, Deion Jackson, now Shaquille Leonard, a couple other players been released because of either poor performance or because, you know, they were gambling and got suspended or, you know, complaining in the locker room about stuff. This is a positive thing because we have not seen that kind of accountability in Indianapolis over the last few years. And this is something that I think is a positive thing for this organization and for the fan base moving forward. Yeah, hundred percent. Like this is something that, yeah, you haven't seen like, even when I was when I first got to the Colts, there was things that were going on that I was like, "How's this? How's this? Ha like, how's this a thing? Like, how's this? 
how is this person not being held accountable for this or why are they letting this slide? But guess what? Everybody, and I'm going to say this as, as simple as it is, everybody's ass is on the line. The only person that's is not on the line is the owner. The owner. That's it. So Chris Ballard knows, like, I don't make the right moves. My ass is on the line. Mm-hmm. The coaching staff knows. If I don't freaking try to get, like, portray this, this message to the front office that this guy is not getting it done and he's a cancer, and no matter how I coach him, he's not out there making plays, my ass is on the line. And ultimately, the player has to know every single day that I walk into that locker room, whether I'm getting $20 million a season or I'm getting $800,000 a season, which is still a lot of money, my ass is on the line. So at the end of the day, this is all this is. It's just everyone's just covering their ass, right? But when you step out of line, I got to cover my ass even sooner than wait to the end of the season because guess what? Now they're shaking up the front office too. And if I don't make some moves to help save me or give me some extra time, then I'm out with you trying to find a job as well, right? And I might become the GM of another team where you're you're at. Guess what? It just keeps on going, right? So this is just a a move that I'm glad the Colts finally, like, you know, grew a pair and made, so to speak, um, because you don't see that from them. You see that from other teams, right? Like, I, I I was a part of Patriots team. The night before, well, the day of the game here in Indianapolis, a guy got cut hours before the game, hours before the game, right? Like, nobody's safe. Here, it was more like you were just safe. Like, like they shook up the bottom of the roster, but a guy that was, they paid, like, they're going to ride it out just a little bit, little bit, little bit longer with you. Now, I guarantee you, everybody on that 53-man roster and everyone on practice, everyone's like, Everybody's on notice now. There's certain guys we know we're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna move, but you don't perform, you gotta go. Yep. Performance is a big help. If you're gonna if you're gonna complain or or do something of that nature, your performance better be good enough to keep your job <laughs> right, <laughs> make right. you invaluable. Well, I think that's gonna do it for this episode. Thanks for uh taking a, a little bit of time out for this emergency pod. Um I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Donald Thomas. That was our thoughts on the Indianapolis Colts releasing Shaquille Leonard right before week 11 of the 2023 NFL season. Uh, This was Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, go Colts. Go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.